content warning. This episode discusses themes of suicide, mental illness, and religious intolerance. Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. So, Colin, uh, you're a gay man. That's the rumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you grew up uh, as a Christian. Well, you didn't grow up as a Christian, did you? No. I um I grew out grew up in the country out mm-hmm. of Bergen. Um, um I I guess in in some ways we were a conservative family, but not um not not religious conservative. Like my mum mm. went to church yep. and we went to church sometimes to Sunday school. Um, but my mum never really made us endure church. Yeah, um, I think we went a couple of times, but it was never a a, reli- uh, like a, a religious thing, you know, like a mm. a routine. Yeah, but I definitely went to Sunday school, um, and uh, yeah, I just remember vaguing out like most of the time and just coloring in. That's all I really remember <laughs> about Sunday school: is coloring in, and them asking questions, and you go, "Jesus, <laughs> that's right." And you're like, "This was a, this is a cakewalk." <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't really, uh, you wouldn't really consider yourself like a, you really got involved in Christianity further on down the track, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. When I was, uh, I think well, we moved to the coast when I was 17 and I had the option of completing year 12 here, mm-hmm. um, which at that stage I think was going to be like Coolum, Coolum High because Sunshine Beach High didn't exist. And I really was terrified of the idea of actually doing high school here. Um, I just I just really didn't think I was going to fit in and was terrified of the idea of trying to fit in here. Um, uh, so I chose just to try and go and get a job. And, uh, and then so like I fell into, I guess, um, like a social uh, anxiety, like a social phobia. Of sorts, like I, I, I didn't venture out, so I stayed home all the time. Okay, and then um, eventually, though, I did get a job at Coles. How old were you about at this time? Uh, still, so would have been about seventeen. So, at, at this stage, had you like well and truly discovered um, your attraction to dudes? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was there was no doubt. <laughs> I um, actually, <laughs> I do have a question that I wrote down, which was um. It's just a bit of bit of bit, bit of humorous, but uh, on a scale from zero to Elton John, no, no, on a sk- <laughs> scale from zero to hundred, how like are you like? Is it just like a you know? It was never a stage, or you know, have you been attracted to females or? Not really. Yeah. I, I, it's hard because sometimes I feel like the lines blur between you want something so much that you can almost convince yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, but. I don't think, like, I am like ninety nine percent sure I was never attracted to a woman, not yeah. not sexually. I've been attracted towards women um, emotionally, mm-hmm. but like you love, you like as a person, you exactly really beautiful. And yeah, yeah, so like, and I love spending time with with mm-hmm. some women, but at the end of the day, I have, I guess, I had to realize that that's not a sexual thing, mm-hmm. you know. So that's not someone I'd want as, as a marriage partner, I guess, because yeah. there are many facets to a relationship mm. and um, sexuality, sex has got to be a big part of it, sexual attraction. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I remember yeah. we were, um, I remember we were talking about, um, 
were just driving together once and we we're talking about things that turn us on and sexual, you know, sexual stuff. And I was talking about, I, was, I don't know why, I just brought up boobs, obviously, because it's part of the conversation. And you're like, and you said to me, like, I don't know what to do. What do I do with them? Do I push them away? Or do I, you know, what would you do? What do you do with them? I'm like, well, you, you know, yeah, they're boobs. Like, you just, it's you, like, it's like an obstacle. It's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, get them, get them away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Them. Look, they're really kind of getting in my space, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, it'd yeah. be like finding an extra tool in the toolbox. It's yeah. like, I don't know what this does. What <laughs> yeah. am I supposed to do yeah. with this? Yeah. All the old tools I got work fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is really, um, you know, it's just it's just unnecessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, so you're 16 and you're you you started no, no. working at Coles. 17. 17. You started working at Coles, and you yeah. you knew you were gay at that stage. Yeah, look, I knew way back from Mergen. Like I had a honestly, like I had an unusual infatuation with my grade five teacher. Okay. Like I was obsessed with him. Yeah. And um, you grew up like um, what when you were growing up, like it was still very taboo to be like gay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it was the, yeah. I mean it was the 80s and so we had the big AIDS scare going on. Yeah. And I used to be terrified of those. Um, I don't know if you ever saw them. I think you might have seen them on maybe YouTube with the Grim Reaper bowling. No. Oh, they were, yeah, they're infamous. They okay. used to terrify people. Okay. Um, the Grim Reaper was bowling, and it was, and it, and I had a whole bunch of people at the at where the pins would normally be, and he'd be talking about like, you know, at this stage, you know, we don't know how it's transmitted. We don't, you know, it's it's in, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really have a. Even though I suppose I think they did sort of say that it was more prevalent in the gay society with gay men but it was taking out people left, right and centre. So there was a real fear around it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it was like almost people almost viewed it as like something that would be a, a pandemic that would take out the population of the world. Yeah. But um, thankfully it never came to that. Yeah. But um, so there was a lot of fear and I, I, I distinctly remember when I was about 17 or 18 we went, I went to Melbourne with my mum and um, and this is probably why to a certain degree I think I may have abstained from alcohol growing up and was a bit afraid of it was we were on a bus and there was a banner on the – as you're sitting in the bus and you look up to the roof, they had banners of advertisements and there was one there for HIV and it was about this guy and he's like, you know, Jack never thought he was gay and then one night – he went out drinking with the boys and then he woke up and he'd had sex with a man. Now he has HIV. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, that really scared the hell out of me. I was like, okay, so I drink, I lose my inhibitions, I have a one-night stand, I'm going to get AIDS and I'm dead. Actually, that rings a bell because when we would sometimes invite you out to have a couple of drinks, you would, before you, you know, you, you have a couple of drinks now, but before you, you'd say, oh, I'd, I'd get too touchy. I'm saying, and we were always saying, like, get touchy. I wouldn't care. Like, just, as long as you're not running around molesting people, we're like, we're all four friends here. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we, we love you for who you are. Yeah, it's ter- terrified of like losing control. Losing control and, and then, then having to pay for the price. Yeah. And then AIDS come, AIDS walks around the corner yeah, and goes, yeah, it's a death sentence. Yeah. Well, it was then. Yeah. Um, thank God it's not anymore. But like, I mean, I, I knew from way back in Bergen that I was gay when I was little. Yeah. I just didn't, wasn't interested in sports. Or not that that's necessarily a sign of being gay. Yeah, yeah. But I was more interested in, I think, um, I used to hang around with the girls Mm. and, uh, 
you know, and I spent way too much time um, looking at the men's underwear section in the Kmart <laughs> catalogue. I mean, uh, <laughs> I remember the Kmart catalogue used to come and I used to really embarrassing, felt so guilty, I'd take it into my room for use later that night. <laughs> but I was like, I was like trying, trying to hide that I took the Kmart catalogue. I was like, my mother's not going to, now I think about it, I was like, she probably would never even bat an eyelid yeah. the fact that I had my Kmart, <laughs> Kmart catalogue in my room. Yeah. Probably thought, oh, he's looking at toys. How yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, so but, much shame. Yes, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you could never let us let on or that you were that way inclined. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though because it never became an issue at school. Uh, well, not amongst my friends. Mm. Um, there were, there was a group of kids, that, bullies at school, that used to constantly say stuff to me like, "Oh, you, you know, you're gay, aren't you? You're a, f- you know, you're a homo," and they'd yell it out and stuff. And I just used to try and ignore it, but it used to get to me. But otherwise, from besides that, it was never actually brought up amongst my f- circle of friends. And you know, I certainly didn't bring it up. But I remember saying stu- stupid things like uh, we were talking about where we'd all be in the year 2000. That's 21 years ago. But, uh, you know, and I'd be like, oh, I hope I've got a great job and I'm married with kids. And I'm thinking I don't I, – I, I said it, but I don't think I really – even I don't think I even really wanted it back then. Yeah. Or if I did, it was definitely – it would have been with a, a guy. Yeah. Not that such a thing even existed. Yeah, well, wh- when did uh, same-sex marriage get legalised in Australia? Was it 2018? I think. Yeah, it wasn't that long yeah, ago. Something, yeah, I should know that. But, yeah, but the tw- eight, almost 20 years later. I mean, uh, in a way, we've come, come quite far then, but at the mm. same time, it feels like not far enough or not quick enough. Yeah, as long as we don't go backwards. Yeah, exactly. But um, um, Well, so you you... You get you you go to uh, you start a job at Coles, and oh, this yes. is your kind of journey to becoming a Christian, isn't it? Yes, um, I was very much in my shell um, when I started at Coles, and my self esteem had taken a huge hit, and um, I didn't have any friends. And then <clears throat> a lot of the, my boss at the time, and a lot of people on the checkouts where I was, I was on the service department, were Christians. They went to one of the local churches, and they were like. Constantly like, oh, you know, you should come to church or come to youth group. Or Eventually I, I gave in and I went and um, I guess I found a place where I felt I belonged and then I became a Christian. Excuse me. And then I I, um, I started going to church and, you know, it's... Was it, for you becoming a Christian, was it a, did you have like some sort of a spiritual experience or was it more of a slow Process. Um, well, I made the decision. Yeah. You know, you make a decision. Yeah. Um, that certainly wasn't an emotional one. Yeah. Um, I, I can actually still remember thinking, actually, at the time, well, he seems to work for these people, so I'll. Oh, like God works for these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then so it was more of a journey after that. Yeah. You know, developing a, a, um, a faith. Yeah. And you, you eventually went on to do um, ministry work. Um, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Where you'd go build orphanages and you'd preach the word to other uh, with YWAM. YWAM, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, that was uh, an interesting, um, an interesting time. But it's like when I when I first came a Christian, it's interesting because like honestly, the for me being <clears throat> feeling like I was gay didn't actually even wasn't even a blip on my radar for like the first year. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you call it a grace period or a denial period, or <laughs> but it's so. Just, did you did you feel gay? Like when you say it's not a blip in your radar, do you just not even consider the consider that maybe Christianity, the Christianity that you were getting involved with, had ideas against your sexuality? Yeah, I think maybe there was partly that, and partly, and then also partly because I just had this huge now circle of friends. Mm. I guess there was a part of me that didn't. That, that that desire to have in you know human connection was being met in another way mm-hmm. so maybe that the desire to be in a partnership with someone yeah. uh, uh, wasn't as great anymore yeah it was being those needs to a certain degree were being met yeah but you never you would you at those times you know, did you ever consider yourself like oh i'm not gay anymore or anything or is it just not something that you thought of no it just didn't even just didn't even think about it. Yeah, it was and just it, not a yeah. thing that, yeah. Okay. And it wasn't till I, I suppose, maybe through, um, yeah, I don't know, just eventually it became an issue. I don't remember when or why. might have been through a Bible study or God knows what, but it, it eventually it started to become an issue. Yeah. And, and when you say an issue, do you, do you mean that, um, you, did you start to feel guilt or, mm-hmm. or uh, shame or did you start... Did you did you ever do you know do you have it in like an experience of when you kind of realize that oh no I might be in trouble here yeah like I think um, I was starting to really um, you know as a normal red blooded male <laughs> I was starting to feel <laughs> um, attracted, attracted to the pastor <laughs> yeah, no, oh god no <laughs> uh, no no I was just feeling urges and I knew from what I'd learnt in the church already, that it was wrong. Okay. So I was feeling guilt and shame and I always struggled with, um, <clears throat> I, I struggled with being in a relationship with, with God and being gay. I, I, I felt like God can't seriously, won't take me seriously or, or won't listen to me in prayer if, if I'm sinning. Mm. And then, you know, there would be, so shame, and guilt was it was a big thing. Yeah, and um, I I went to see I've seen so many Christian counselors and pastors since uh, you know that it's uh, and I think probably out of the what ten or twelve that I've seen, I think only one's ever handled it what I would say would be correctly. Yeah, um, I remember. What did that what did that person do that was different to everyone else? Uh I think this person was it a counselor or Yeah, it was a counselor. No, no. These were all Christian counselors. Okay. Um that I'm talking about now. Well, this one in particular was like while they acknowledged that it was not right. Mm-hmm. There wasn't an all there wasn't a, a, an, an oppression or a doom that came from it. Okay, you know what? You know what I mean. So it was like um, I've heard some Christians uh, appeal to the idea mm-hmm. of it's, it's like a thorn in your side, 
like something that you're inflicted with. Yeah. Afflicted with, but, and, you know. Yeah, but then, you know, people say, oh, that's not what they're talking about when they're talking. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's all got to do with, you know, you, you're never going to find the evidence that you need to prove something. I, I've worked that out for myself uh, so much. So many times I've looked in the Bible for instances where God says, oh, you know, it's okay to do this or it's not yeah. okay to do that. And it's it's just so up for, for uh, interpretation and translation. Yeah. Um, do, do you think... Um do you think if God had um, God true? Because it's, it's quite interesting, and we will get back to a bit more of your story. But I just want to touch on this for a second. Um, it seems interesting that you know Paul, especially, talks about homosexuality. And you mentioned to me that um, oh, I think it was you. Or someone mentioned that he might have even made up the word that he used there because it's not really a, a known word, and we, we've translated it as homosexuality. Mm. Um, and he said a lot of the same things Jesus did about you know what. Homosexuals will not XXX, we're not whatever. XXX, no pun. And um, <laughs> but but what's interesting is Jesus never is recorded to have talked about homosexuality. And um, I always find that found that really interesting. And it's like if God had a specific message for us, um, why is there any ambiguity? Like, you know what I mean? Do you ever did you ever wonder about why there'd be any ambiguity of something that could be so important? So if one, you know, if, if some people are interpreting it to, to be life or death, mm. uh, like a sin, a horrible sin, and some people are just like... The like, worst of sins. Yeah, 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 the worst of sins. Um, uh, and other people are just, you know, don't see a problem with it at all. Why? Sure, there shouldn't... If It just seems strange that there's a little bit of ambiguity there. Did you ever ponder that or... Yeah, I, I always wished that it was a lot more black and like yeah, not black and white. I always wished that it, there was no ambiguity. Yeah, I'd almost wish that Jesus had said something about it, even yeah. if it was like no. Yeah, you know, yes or no, just yeah. one or the other, because then you would know. Okay, I know now. Yeah, but there's just, and then there's so many voices mm. out there saying, "Oh, well, this scripture actually means this," or "This scripture actually means that," and so. You know, and some of them you look at and you go, well, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I feel like you're grasping at straws there. Mm. Or in this one, it's like, well, you're totally disregarding, you know, for those that that, that won't, uh, a lot of the mainstream church won't even stop to even consider minor uh, mistranslations or, um, you know, misinterpretations because the word's got to be infallible. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like there's just blind no. Yeah. You know? I produced a video on that actually where I I, I showed that it's almost impossible for you to hold the perspective that it's infallible. Uh, The Bible um, is amazing for so many reasons, but to to say that, you know, that Jesus was crucified twice because you have to take – account of John with the account of another gospel which say that he was born or he was crucified on two separate days is you know like it, it, how how do that like how how far do you go with with the, how fundamental you get but yeah um so I know that because we're close friends and we met in ministry college mm-hmm. um oh <laughs> well, geez that was a long time ago and all those people are now powering on for God <laughs> <laughs> 
Is anyone from their parents? Wait, is anyone from ministry college um, um, doing all right? <laughs> like in the Lord? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Bible talks about us being seed on the path. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so you tried, uh, I know you tried a deliverance ministry um, mm-hmm. and I, I went to the same same people just That's for- right. I went for more of a. Didn't mention their name. <laughs> I'll blur it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, you know, I went for more of a general deliverance. Like I wanted like the general demons to get out of me, but yeah, you yeah. wanted like. So I had very specific. Yeah, demons. you had specific demons you yeah, wanted yeah. to be uh, yeah. saved from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which it was the worst of them. We all, didn't believe know? we didn't. As far as I remember, we didn't believe that we could be possessed by demons because we believe we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But we believed that we could be oppressed. Meaning it was almost like a demon sitting on your head is the yeah. idea. And and a lot of people believe that homosexuality is like that. Yeah. Well, I believe for a long time I was afraid that I was possessed. Yeah. That must you be. know, like I, I went through um, well, actual like uh, deliverance, like um, going back to the early ch- when I was in the – a couple of years after I joined the church, we had, uh, there was a move in the church where – this guy was casting out demons out of people down the front of the church, and uh, demons. Yes, trash <laughs> marks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went down and got prayed for, and of course, you know, I was terrified that I was going to black out and not remember. And there was, you know, like the spinning and the screaming, and the, mm. there was none of that. I didn't feel anything, and uh, you know, there was, of course, that whole sentiment: "Well, you're not ready." You know, yeah. You've got to be able to, you've got to want it to leave. Mm. And I was like, well, uh, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was my farm. biggest thing. Yeah. I, I, I have been told that so many times as, as a Christian who was gay and when nothing happened, well, you're still holding on to it because uh, people would pray for me. Like, yeah, well, as long as you're still wanting it, it'll always be there. And I explained that, well, I, but I don't want it. I'm praying. That, so that's, that seems like a bit of an oxymoron moron or what, I don't know what the word is. Maybe that's the wrong sentence, but it's like you won't want it when you won't want it. Like how do yeah, you? Yeah, it'll go. Uh, if you don't want it anymore, you won't want it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you're still holding on to it inside. I'm like, well, I don't know where that bit is because I can guarantee you I've been praying like crazy, crying and, 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 and almost, you know, just at a, at, almost stressed, stress out and having a breakdown because I'm trying to pray and ask God to take this from me. So you'd seek, you'd seek after God. Mm. Um, when you prayed, um, did you ever get any clear answers or, or instructions from God or did you ever feel like you had a breakthrough or anything like that? No. No. Not even like temporarily or? Um, no. I have to admit though that... Uh, the numerous amount of times that I'd always prayed about it, I felt like God was never really so that interested in it. Okay. I always felt like I was the one that was more interested in yeah. dealing with this. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like is it, it was, almost, was it almost like um, praying that God turns your hair blonde or something? Yeah. 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 It's just like, you know, if, if God's there, he's, he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but Yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective because I, I remember further on down the track, um, we used to catch up for coffee quite a lot, and um, 
And I remember just asking you bluntly one time because um, we'd always ask each other really blunt, deep, personal questions and we could be open with each other about stuff. And I asked you, I was like, do you, do you think that you've chosen to be gay or do you think you're, you're just gay? And I was like, just be honest. And then you just thought about it and you're like, I think I'm just gay. I think I'm just attracted to men. Like, I don't know who would choose to be gay. It, yeah, well. I mean, it's a different story. I mean, I don't think people can choose to to be, I don't think someone can choose to be gay. I yeah. think there's got to be something there to begin with. Yeah. I, I we Just before I left, um, my wife was watching a show where there was a, a gay couple in the show um, and I and then he was coming to this. I made a little joke as I left. I was like, I'd be so disappointed if my son was straight. <laughs> 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 but it's almost flipped like that, isn't it? It, it is. And, and that's, and that's I guess, the, the, uh, a sign of the times in that people are trying to embrace um, yeah. people who have been so picked on and, and misunderstood for so long. Um, and so people are almost uh, overcompensating when really it shouldn't even be like, I talk to people who have never had these, um, they never saw it as a bad thing. Like I've, I've spoken to friends who um, I, I said, Oh, so um, uh, they said, Oh, I'm attracted to femboys or, or whatever. And I said, Oh, Oh, so, so you are, uh, would you consider yourself bisexual or pansexual? And they go, what's a pansexual? And I said, well, someone who finds themselves attracted to just just people in general, not necessarily one or the other. It's yeah. kind of similar to bisexual. As far as I know, I'm probably wrong. And they said, yeah, yeah, I'm that. I went, oh, okay, cool. And then we just continued on with the conversation. And I was, yeah. it was, it was, it was like, it was like, do you like mint ice cream? And it's like, yeah, I do. And like, oh, okay, cool. And it was like, it was, yeah, it was so, it was so nothing. They, they yeah, didn't even consider it. It's not a big deal for this it. current yeah. generation, the, yeah. the new generation, which yeah. is a nice thing. Yeah, it is good. It is, um, so did you, so you tried conversion therapy uh, or pray the gay away kind of stuff? I mean, probably not like you <laughs> yeah. never went to the camps. I never, got, I never got sent to the camps, damn it. <laughs> that would have been so cool. It was in the striped pajamas. Yeah. Oh, like, stuck, in a, stuck in a dorm with 20 other hot, sweaty guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who would have thought the gay oh. camp was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> the communal shower. I was like, yeah, this really is not helping me, all yeah. right? But damn, I had a good weekend. Um my, my, it's funny, it's funny to say that one of my relatives said that back in the day in the 70s or maybe the 60s in the football clubs in Melbourne, um, I don't know if how true this is. This could be one of those stories. They used to all strip off, grab each other's dicks, run around in a circle. First one to get a boner was gay, then bash him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just can't think of them more of a stupid, like, ideologically smooth brain thing. Like, it's just stupid, right? Like, I, it's... I, um, yeah, it could have been. I don't know if that was a joke, or I don't know if that's something that actually happened. But like, there were some really stupid ideas out there about you know about this stuff back in the day, and it's, yeah. it's really sad. But but yeah, it's kind it's, of like it's, who's it's like, gayer then? The one that's run around grabbing yeah, dicks, or the one who's got a boner first? Like, exactly. But it's also you can get a boner from stimulation of yeah, any sort, yeah. so it's like it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. it's amazing. It's amazing. The human race is truly amazing. Like as a speaking, amazing is a, is a good word like to, a, to use there. Like amazing in like we are so dumb. Yeah, and so smart at the same time. Um, so you went through you went through uh, con- kind of conversion deliverance stuff, uh, and you never really found that it worked. Well, I no. Well, the first I think the first person I spoke to um, about it was actually yeah the first person I spoke to about it was at our church. We had a um, pastor at the time had stepped down and left. So we had an interim pastor come. And uh, I and I think there was a bit of a sense of a bit more of security being able to go to someone I didn't have any 
no idea who he was and yep. he'd be gone in about three months. Yeah. So I made an appointment to go and see him and uh, and I told him, you know, like with a heavy heart, uh, shame and and he's just like, okay, yep, well, it's just a choice. And I'm like, um, sorry? He's like, well, because I wanted some kind of answer as to how to yeah. change it or he's how. The, to, his, he was the your pastor, right, the head pastor? Mm, well, he was in, yeah, interim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, there's nothing, you know, it's just you make a choice. Do you want to live that way or not? I was like, well, that's very informative. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And there was no. How old were you at this time? Uh, maybe 18 or 19. Okay. Maybe 19. And there was there was no help or mm. that was it. That was the end of the appointment. Mm. And then um, and then I started seeing a, a counsellor in the church. Um, and and uh, this person was just absolutely useless. Like uh, he could have done more damage you know, like he, I said to him, like, I remember that the first time I saw him and I just poured out my heart and what I was struggling with and stuff. And I said to him, but don't worry, I'll never act on it because like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kill myself before I do anything, you know, do anything gay. And he's like, oh, that's good. That's good that you've made that decision now. And Sorry that it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Wait, yeah. so, so. You said I'll kill myself before I act out as a homosexual. Yeah, yeah. and he said, "Good, that's good. It's good that you've made that decision." Wow. Yeah, and I remember, I remember being taken back by that then, <laughs> and I uh, and I was like, "Well, that's not the answer." You're I was like, "That's really not what I was expecting." <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, "You know, um, wow." I was, I even then, I was expecting him to go, "Look, well." Let's don't kill yourself. Yeah, don't kill yourself. <laughs> don't don't think like that. Yeah. But there was like, oh, that's good that you've made that decision. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure that's what's supposed to be said. But anyway, we'll, wow. we'll keep going. I can't. So, so throughout, like, so that's incredible. I'm a bit taken back by that. And at this stage, you hadn't like, I, I don't mean, hadn't been with a man. Like, you weren't hooking up with people or anything like no, that. No. no. Okay. And were you, were you interested in that? I mean, besides like the obviously, you know, where men, you know, well, any, I guess anyone, anyone in sexual wants to either put their thing in things or have their thing, <laughs> have someone put their thing in their thing or whatever, you know. People, people yeah. want to do that stuff. But you never act, did you ever have a, like, did you ever want to act on that or did you ever go and act on that? I never acted on it, but I, did, I wanted to. Yeah. But it was more like I didn't. I think even then I wanted it was more I've always been a guy that wanted more the relationship. Yeah. You know, sex in a relationship than just sex. Mm. So I never like went went out trawling or cruising yeah. or Yeah. Um but it, that's actually back to the conversation we we're having in the car and I was talking about the boobs and stuff. We talked about the same thing. Um we talked about threesomes and you said you'd never you've never even even you don't find any interest in the idea because for you it's about making love and about yeah. the connection you have with that person. Yeah, I um, don't understand the, the concept of yeah. wanting to introduce a third person into that. Yeah, which I, is that seems like a break of trust to me. But I mean, that's just that's just you. Yeah, that's my personal. Yeah, choice. yeah. I, everyone, everyone's different. Um, but I, I found that found that really interesting because a lot of the a lot of the time people have this perspective that um, you know uh, the homosexual lifestyle entails just 
debauchery. Yeah, and I believed that for a long time. Until you met my friend Hank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised, oh, mm-hmm, straight people are gross. <laughs> no. I do remember you actually, uh, Hank, uh, one of our good friends, Hank, he came over and uh, he, was telling, he was telling his wild party day stories and stuff. <laughs> Um, hilarious, great stories, absolutely fantastic stories. And, um, but, but you left there, um, thinking, wow, like I didn't want to, I would never do any of that stuff. Like no, I'm not, I, person was, or, I didn't, he's not sick either, but you know, you're no, not, <laughs> <laughs> you know I just didn't think anyone like, I don't know. I just had always sort of thought that, you know, gay people were like the most debaucherous and the most sinful and that's something that they would do. Or, yeah. And, uh, and then to hear that a straight person's done that and worse, it's like, yeah. okay, well maybe I've been, maybe I've been given the wrong leaflets. He, I mean, <laughs> Hank had a Hank's had a, a, f- a fulfilling, amazing life. Like he he's, has, he's, done, yeah. he's had some experience. Yeah, he could write books in yeah, a couple. He of really years. could. They're amazing stories, and it, and uh, and it's just you know he's a great guy. And but I, I find that a lot a lot of the time actually a lot of people um, a lot of the typical like you know bros that you'd meet they have similar stories. It's um you know. Going out, partying, hooking up with random people, strangers, or you know, um, and, and uh, I won't go into more detail, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, so eventually, like, I, I I wanted to ask, like, did your did you ever get to a really dark place in your um, in your? I mean, you you mentioned that you said you'd, you'd you'd try and kill yourself before you even went out. Did you ever get to a dark place where you thought that might be your only option? Yeah. Yeah, there have been a couple of times where I've, um, where I've, um, where well, you've, yeah. you've you've had been so desperate or yeah, or yeah, so desperate for a way out, and that things weren't going to get better. Yeah, um, that I was never going to be straight. Yeah, and therefore I was never going to be acceptable to God. Yeah, and you know, so it's better just to end it all now. Yeah, than just to keep. Going on with this constant battle, yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was a time where I held some tablets in my hand, and there was another time where I really sort of wanted to swerve into a light pole, and um, but you know, both times never eventuated because uh, not because I was strong, not because I felt God calling me otherwise or anything. It was mainly because my cousin had committed suicide and I saw how it destroyed the family and I just couldn't do that to my mum and dad. Yeah. And that's, that's the only reason. Wow. I just didn't want to do that to another human being. Wow. So um, otherwise, yeah, I'd, I'd thought about it. Wow. It's, um, I'm so sorry you had to go through that such darkness. You know, and it's it's funny because you you look back now, and if you could just grab yourself and check yourself and tell yourself it's going to get better, you know, it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's dark, dark stuff. Um, so eventually you decided to come out though. Yes, I can't remember what led up to it. Uh, I, I mean, I know it had been a long time, and I remember you you're wearing these like little pink booty pants, <laughs> and oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and my. My sparkly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, uh, we were having a lot of deep conversations, having coffee around the same-sex marriage marriage mm. stuff, and um, I remember you mentioning that you felt somewhat 
respond like you you were happy to just stay in the closet. I remember this correct me if I'm wrong, but you felt responsibility for people who may be coming people who may be closeted, who may be coming up after you and you believe they should have lived their best life and come out of the closet. Um, and when you say come out of the closet, it doesn't mean you're going to be like, you know, all, all of a sudden you're just going out banging everyone. You just meant, as far as I can understand, you just meant just being honest with people yeah, around just you. Just being honest. Just like, well, I'm attracted to. Yeah. I mean, even if it's, you may have someone in the church that's gay and they and themselves might not feel comfortable with ever being in a relationship. But I think I, I still believe they should be able to be honest with who with who yeah. they are. Yeah, you know, not have to pretend in conversations. Hmm. Oh yes, she's attractive, or oh yes, I'm looking at, at talking to girls, and you mm. know, it's just because you're not being who you are. Yeah. And so, do, do you think that was part of the process, and also the same sex marriage conversation in Australia? Do you, do you think that? Or do, do, you have, do you have a particular moment when you decided to come out of the closet or to – because a couple of your close friends knew, but yeah. it was always from the perspective that, um, well, I remember when you first told me you wrote on a piece of paper to Danny and I and you said, I used to be gay. That was the, 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 the phraseology you used. And I think you're almost trying to test the waters because yeah. if we yeah, – Yeah, that was definitely testing the waters. Because if, re- if we rejected you – like if we didn't re- – you know, you're only rejecting a version of me that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, but but truly, you were still gay, and people knew you were still gay. But or I think you used to use the term, I have I have gay tendencies. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I mean, which is all just yeah, either different either ways I, I of used saying to say either thing. I used to be gay or um, I have gay tendencies or you know um, I'll never, but I always I know there'd always be that disclaimer, but I'd never act on it. Yeah, and it's just like. Uh, a person should never have to put a disclaimer against who, who they are, their identity. That's it's demeaning and it's mm. discouraging and it's be, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and that is again, that's all the shame. Mm. You know, there's a, a whole lot of shame around being gay in the church, and that's that's really sad. Mm. I mean, I I recently had someone in the church. <clears throat> that is of, you know, high status um, and they were saying that, you know, the hardest thing for them to try and figure out as a church is their response to gay people um, because you've got one extreme of, of churches, which well, well, what he believes is an extreme, is where they're allowed to come into the church and they're just accepted as any other couple, you know, you're married. You're married. It's great. You can be in ministry. That's fantastic. That's that, awesome. That's the that's one extreme, is it? To him, it's <laughs> okay, considered okay, an extreme. Okay. And then the the extreme which he said he feels like there's there's evidence for in the Bible, and that is that they are meant to be cast out, you know, because of the, of the, of the brethren, expel the, of the immoral church. brother, you know. Yeah. And I could tell just from the way he was saying was he felt like that is what they're meant to do, but you can't really do that in today's society. Right. So it's like do, do these people though, what always gets me is um, I'm sure they know that gluttony is a sin, right? I, I don't know any Christian that has a healthy BMI. 
I mean, everyone overeats these days. They overindulge in everything. They drive around in flashy cars. They 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 literally are gluttonous towards um, or, or material material. Like there's a whole Instagram page called uh, Preachers and Sneakers with all these preachers wearing twelve hundred dollars sneakers and stuff, which is you know three thousand dollars. It's it's very materialistic, gluttonous. Um, you know, me me me. I I want these things um, worldly. Um, it, the Bible says. Friends of the world means you're enemies to God, you know. Um, friendship with the world is uh, enemies to God, something along those lines. Are you telling me the people who would kick out the, the gay to leave their church would say the same thing to someone who orders two burgers at the cafe after church? Oh, excuse me, what are you doing with two burgers? Get out. Like, you know, yeah. it's it to me it just reeks of hip- hypocrisy. Mm. If you want to be consistent, be consistent, but be consistent. <laughs> you, know yeah. I mean? you know what I mean? Like... It's, uh, I think that's what bothers a lot of people is it just um, it just seems, well, you know, you've got pastors on their fifth divorce or, you know, like, yeah, um, and, you know, and then they're, they're arguing against the sanctity of marriage being broken by homosexuality and it's, mm. yeah, it just seems um, unfair. You know, obviously I haven't been back to church in a little while. Right. Um, but that's, you're, you're mainly, you're mainly busy. At the moment, yeah. 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 I do want to go back but. I've never been a someone who wanted to go to a gay church. I yeah. know that we've talked about that before about yeah. going down to Brisbane. I, I don't, I don't feel like gay people should have to have their own church. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's that's a step in the wrong direction. It's it's fine for people who who want that, but for you, it's not something that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, it's it's great if people want it, but I feel like it shouldn't have to exist. Mm. You know what I mean? People who are gay should be able to find a church. A church where anyone can go, but I know I feel like I know enough about Christianity to know that um, positions itself as a religion of grace and love. Or so, um, you know, or if I if I accept you in your lifestyle, how is that loving? Yeah, yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good one. I mean, it makes sense logically, but then at the same like at the same time, I just wish they would apply it consistently across all of the yeah. board. The um so. I, there's one more section that I, I did have for, for this interview. Well, actually two, but um, the last part's a bit a bit separate. But um, so I did want to talk about when you actually made the leap and m- when you became living as a as a gay dude, as a raging homosexual, <laughs> as a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because I remember um, there were some really interesting and funny moments, uh, probably heartbreaking for you as well as funny. They're funny to me, um, but heartbreaking to you. No, they were they were they were funny all around, especially if you look back to them where. You're trying to navigate relationships. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I mean, you know what? What uh, like uh, you know, most people would learn in primary school, mid school, or yeah. high school. You were learning at forty something years old. You know, like steady on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you're having, you know, you're meeting people um, online yeah. and, and, and stuff. And um, and I remember one time uh, you. You're saying like, oh, I, I hope this is okay to say, but you're saying, uh, I'll cut it out if it's not. But you're saying like, um, this is it's confusing. I said hello to this person, and I wrote six thousand words about um, who I am as a person, and and, and they haven't responded, yeah. have re- or they responded really short. And I'm like, wow, like, and I'm like, and I had to explain to. Her, I was like, well, imagine going into a like you know a cafe and you sit down with someone, and then you know, and you, you meet you're meeting Ben or you're meeting John or someone, and, and John's like. My mother just died, and like, just say, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we, can we just talk about our favorite movies first? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I remember. See, in my mind, though, I'm, I'm putting all my cards down on the table and go, "Okay, look, I mean, I want a serious relationship, yeah. and so 
Here, you look at this and look at this and then read this. Qu- quickly reject yeah. me or don't sign reject here, me. initial there. Yeah. And if you agree to, you know, this yeah. you're okay for this, yeah. then let's move forward. Yeah. I mean, of course, I can see now that it's that's not how the real world works. Yeah. And yeah, I know you're probably right. You do learn that stuff growing up. Yeah. Um, but I certainly never did. And and you, you had a lot of catching up to do. And you said, you said like, I want to get married now. Like I want to like, I want to, you know, I've, I've spent yeah. so much of my life like hidden that you, you just want to, you want to be in a happy, loving relationship mm. and stuff. And, um, and there is that, um, I don't have anxiety about it now, but there was a lot of anxiety when I first came out about the fact that I came out so late and I'm running out of time. Mm. I need, you know, if I want to end up at, this, uh, you know, at B, happily married, mm. in a great relationship, in a, happily married in a house or whatever, you know, I've run out of time. I've got to get there now. Mm. And uh, and then that, of course, that adds pressure to you and then the way you interact with everyone just comes off as desperate. Yeah. So, and then it's interesting though because um, at the same time you're complaining about how many old guys there were on uh, all these websites and you're like, oh, is there anyone my age? They're, they're all, you know, 85 years old. And I'm like, you're not going to run out of people looking for relationships, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's actually cool too because you're – in a couple of weeks you're heading over to uh, America to um, meet your long, long-term, long I guess, um, long-distance uh, partner for the first time. Yeah, I don't know if you'd appreciate being called partner. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, love interest. We'll I'll call, call him my partner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Um, he lives in West Virginia and we've been talking for this February. It'll be two years. Wow. So I probably would have gone over, you know, a lot sooner, but COVID hit. Yeah. And, you know, while it's 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 been really sucky, in many ways it's probably been probably been a blessing in disguise yeah. because it's really forced us to get to know each other um, in every possible way that we can um, minus physical. Yeah. And, you know, because it is a tendency for people to move, I think, into the physical too quickly. Yeah. And so not being able to do that, you know, we've explored every other facet of each other's existence, you know, mentally, spiritually, you know, even philosophically, we've talked about stuff, so it's been very interesting. Yeah. Do you have um? Do you uh? Do you have like a like? What are you going to do when you first see him? Are, are you visioning a big hug or you know a hug and then maybe a kiss? Oh. But like it's you know it's I kind of feel a bit weird. Don't make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like it's America, so I'm a little bit yeah yeah hesitant. Yeah. I mean, is West Virginia a? Uh, it's it's a red state. Okay. Uh, so it's more Republican. So it's it not was. San Fran. Yeah. It's not San Fran, no. <laughs> okay. Um, it's definitely like a ultra conservative. And we've discussed it and he's like, you know, we don't hold hands or we don't kiss in public. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would that be the same for that bit of all couples though, I imagine, right? Or is it? No, no. I'm sure it's perfectly fine for straight people to oh, Okay. Woo, America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I just I mean, that's looked, the same with everywhere, I guess. You have more conservative areas and more. Yeah. But it's interesting because I looked at Smart Traveller. Uh, the government website where it talks about what to, um, you know, watch out for. Do they have like a like a, a gay map where it's like no? But they do actually to... have a warning that it says, "Oh wow, be warned that uh, more or less, you know, that um, LGBTQ is not necessarily a um, a safe place 
in the US, all throughout the US. Oh, okay. And I was just like, wow. Wow. I never thought that I'd ever see that on a... Yeah, on a on the US. Like I mean, I, it's nice though that the government at least acknowledges that they're like mm. they're like coming to bat for you, you know. Like they're they're that's um, but yeah, it shows that we've got a, got a long way to go as a society. Yeah, and and these conversations is what I hope. Um, conversations like this, hope where we I can we can learn different people's perspectives, is what I hope can uh, can help that process along. Well, my, my, well, I guess the, the part of the question though is now that you're going overseas and stuff. Besides all the stress of getting all your tests and stuff and and finishing up with COVID your, tests, by the way, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to bleep that word. Um, no, what, COVID, maybe I don't know. YouTube. Oh, really? really? Yeah, because they don't like misinformation and stuff. Okay, I think it's just a whole drag to be honest. But um, yeah, all the tests. Yeah, yeah, not not sexual. Yeah, <laughs> not, that's what I was getting yeah, at. Not like, like HIV or anything. Okay, so um, just normal tests. So would you compare yourself to like when the, the, some of the, the, you know, moments in your, your um, b- belief system were conflicting with your identity? Would you say you're happier now? Or would you say coming out of the closet has made you happier or more fulfilled? I think it's definitely made me happier. And uh, I don't think it's made me more fulfilled because I don't – I kind of feel like fulfillment comes from something you do – uh, you know what I mean? Like I ha- I'm happier that because I am just who I am and I've admitted to who I am and I'm living that truth. You know, I suppose I'll probably feel more fulfilled maybe if if I find someone and I settle down. You know, that's a bit more fulfillment. Definitely happier. Yeah. I, I, I There's still a lot of internal conflict with the fact that um, I think with my faith mm-hmm. and where I stand on my faith, has, has your religious beliefs or, or your um, spiritual beliefs changed at all throughout the process? Yeah, it's a very good question. I, I, my, my faith, it's, it's definitely adapted or evolved or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very bad taste left in my mouth from the church. I, 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 I don't have a great deal of love and respect for the church. Um, my faith. I still believe in 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 God. I still believe. I think you know in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe in in, um, but I don't know as what that looks like. Like uh, I don't necessarily, definitely don't believe that uh, the written word that we have is infallible. Mm-hmm. I believe the word of God is infallible, yeah. but whether or not we have that word or not is is a different story. That's an interesting way of putting it. It's it, it's just constantly evolving, I think. Yeah, I think it does for for everyone. It's just maybe for you, it's been a lot more at the forefront of your mind. I think mm. people's faiths change throughout their whole life. Before we uh, end this podcast, I have some audience questions. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so um, some of the audiences of this channel and some uh, friends uh, of mine that I knew uh, are interested in this kind of subject have a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> so are you ready to answer them? <laughs> maybe. How long is your – no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, I got, I got uh, three, three kind of categories of questions. So one is about the church, which is what people are interested in. One is more personal for you mm-hmm. and one is advice and that's where we'll kind of end, end on. Um, so some of the church questions. So do you feel that some churches and ministries have weaponized guilt? Yes, definitely. Like, okay, weaponized or – or have an extreme lack of understanding of 
how detriment how uh, detrimental and damaging guilt can be. Like I remember being taught when I was in the church that the only way I would ever overcome another thing uh, another way I'd ever, only ever be able to move past my sin, as in you know have entertaining thoughts about homosexuality and blah blah blah, was to to get to a repentance, and uh, the only way to get to repentance was you know, I had to pray for it. And so it was, and, you know, I remember praying and thinking, oh, I've repented, Lord, because I, I was on my knees for two hours and I was just crying and I was praying. And then the next day I was looking at porn or something. Uh, it's just like, it's okay, so then that repentance wasn't real. Hmm. So it's guilt. It's just, and then it just, your whole, you know, you just, your whole world just collapses again. So it's definitely, and I think, yes, yeah, some churches definitely do use that as, as a weapon, the guilt. Would you, like, would you see that, like, if you were to pray and repent and, and, and that process and then the next day you find yourself looking at someone or, or having perverted thoughts or looking at porn or something, would you see that as, like, almost like um, fulfilment that you, like, not fulfilment, but, like, evidence that you were, like, broken or, would you would you interpret that as like I'm not good enough or something? Not good like enough. Yeah. Okay. That, that my repentance wasn't sufficient. Yeah. My um I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't broken enough. I didn't want to be straight enough, or, or and not even just straight. I didn't want to serve God and I didn't love God enough that I was able to break the sin of homosexuality. Yeah. I've experienced that same um, same thing. Yeah. Someone said, "I know that your sexuality conflicted with your Christian faith, um, but did you ever consider Christian? Did you ever question Christianity for not supporting your sexuality?" Yeah, um, probably the church more than anything. Okay, because um, you never viewed it as you never viewed um, like you never viewed it as like God doesn't like you or accept you. You more viewed it as the church, I guess. In the latter part of yeah, before I came out, yeah. Um, before that, no, I did think it was God. Okay. And then that slowly sort of changed. And I suppose as I did more of my own research and started to look at what other people's talk about, when other people talk about in interpretations or mistranslations in the Bible and how this person was never even using the word homosexuality, they were using another, you know, and it's almost like the it's been engineered hmm. or, or rewritten to target gay people. So, and you've spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of time actually um, doing Bible studies with some of the elders in a church, didn't you? To and eventually, when you got to the end, I think you've told me this story. Eventually, when you, you got to a spot where they, they they basically said, "Well, we just have to trust that they knew what they were doing." Yeah. Look, I, I, we studied we studied scripture for the words that were used. If that makes sense, yeah. the translation that was used. Because there's eight verses that talk about homosexuality, is there? I or can't remember. Something. But, but I got we got to a point where I then wanted to delve into the, the original Hebrew or um, the Greek, you know, and how it may have been mistranslated. What other words could it mean? And, yeah, I was told, well, we just have to believe that the people that made the translation chose the right words. And that gets, I guess that goes back to that infallible thing. Mm. You can't question whether the Bible is right because then it becomes... Then what inf- else do you question? Yeah. yeah. Did the messages preached in church ring true in your life? <laughs> I have to be honest, so many of the messages, I just... 
I don't even recall. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'd be sitting in church and then I'd come out and I'd be like, what did you talk on? Yeah. I don't remember what he spoke on. That was the demon. That's because yeah, the demon yeah, fogged you. It was yeah, yeah. It's obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. Mirrors, uh, mirrors and stuff, yeah. Terrible smoke yeah. mirrors. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Uh, um, sometimes. It, I suppose it, honestly, it spoke to me on subjects that were close to my heart already. Things like community mm. and looking after people that were lost and broken. I think that's something that, the church does fantastic at, and that I, I really wish that um, that's something that we should be commended on. You know? um, I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you're gay, it, it's a great, it's a great, they're great at greeting <laughs> yeah. in that initial couple of months, and then after that, yeah, unless you're, um, yeah, unless you're gay or something, yeah, or God forbid, like you're a transgender or something, or even a little bit needy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or have some issues, yeah. yeah if you, if you have issues, then. unless you, uh, if if you can wear all like white t-shirts and jeans and you're quite fashionable and you can sing on the band, you're well good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, and, and you're you and you're wearing this, yeah, and you're wearing twelve hundred dollars shoes. Um, yeah. Were you more afraid of the judgment from God or judgment from your peers? Again, that's one of those things that changed. Yeah. Okay. So for the probably for like the first um, twenty years, it was a fear of judgment of God and eternal damnation, and then it became a, a fear of how people would react. Okay. More than anything. Yeah. Um, did you have pushback from any church members when you did? I know. I know of some, but of. Pushback when you did come out of the closet? Did yeah. Do you yeah. have any like shocking stories or anything like that? Well, I had some people say, why don't you just stay in the closet? Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, I had instances where um, I was told that uh, I couldn't hang around certain, okay, like the, the staff of the church. I was, I was very good friends and I had a lot of friends in the staff of the church that I was attending. And, uh, um, I would study there at church as well. Um, I was studying at one of the universities and they have a big cafe and I'd go and sit at the cafe and study. And it was just good to get out of the house. And um, <clears throat> then I came out as gay and... Uh, For 12 years you'd been going to this cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I I naively thought that everything was going to be okay when I came out because... Yeah. All your do- no they one already like, knew, right? They already yeah. knew. It's just that you weren't... Not everyone knew. Yeah. And uh, I was initially told that um, I, I shouldn't come to the church to study anymore because I was a distraction. Um, and I, I mean, you're a distraction. I am a distraction. Years, the whole 12 years you've yeah. been a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's, now it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe it was the pink pants you were wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, gl- that, glittery, that's very yeah. distracting. Yeah. Uh, um, that was a bit hard. And then I think I went overseas or something, and then I came back, but the issue came to surface again, and 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 I, I asked this person why I couldn't study at the church, or no, or even just come in and have lunch, because I think I wasn't studying at that stage, yeah. so I couldn't even come and have lunch with the staff, and I was told it's because I was um, a spiritual, potentially a bad spiritual example towards the leaders and the and the staff at the church. And it's like, well, you know, if the staff can be easily misled by, well, you know, not that I was going there to mislead anyone anyway. I was just, just going to have lunch with people who were my friends. Mm. And it's not like I was um, 
preaching the the agenda of homosexuality. Look, we're recruiting. Mm. You know, it's I was just talking about my life mm. and and the church and their life. You were also involved in. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but you're. It's not like a homeless shelter or it's like a food service. You're stocking shelves and stuff for mm-hmm. a food service. Um, mm-hmm. And you were told that you couldn't be part of that, right? Or something because you uh, weren't attending church, even though there were people were stocking shelves. Yeah. Or what had happened was I had made the decision that I, um, there were people that were leaders and then there was my, and I felt like I wanted to save that friendship. And I felt like the only way I could save that friendship was if I actually went to another church. Then mm-hmm. I wasn't under their leadership. Yeah. So, because my sexuality was an issue. Yeah. So I thought if I go to another church and remove that from the, the equation, then we can remain friends. And then I was told that if I did leave the church, that I wouldn't be able to volunteer as a volunteer in this um, service. It's like a separate yeah, yeah, community it, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not. But there were people in that who didn't attend the church, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for you it was different. Like 80% of the people that were volunteering there didn't have anything to do with the church. But for, but for you it was different because you used to attend the church. and or something. Yeah. Yeah. Seems almost like they just didn't want you around. <laughs> it certainly did seem like <laughs> it that, does, didn't it? <laughs> um, How to kick someone out when without saying it's because you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you think the church's stance on LGBTQ issues have caused a lot of people to become irreligious? Or do you think do you think it's caused people to lose their faith or walk away from their faith? Yeah, I, I definitely think that because I just feel like the church is meant to be a place that's inclusive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back to the Old Testament, I mean, God instructed the, the uh, Israelites to build an outer court around the temple for the Gentiles. So oh, God know. was being inclusive of which people which were disgusting and outcast back then. And we can't do the same in, in an era of grace now. They could put like a little um, fenced yard for all the homosexuals to, and lesbians. To <laughs> put up some umbrellas and <laughs> yeah. make it look nice. Put out a nice spread. <laughs> yeah, put out a nice spread. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so over to the personal uh, section, um, uh, personal questions that people have asked. Uh, was there ever the one uh, that got away that you never felt like you could truly express yourself with because you were closeted? Well, yeah, I've always had crushes though. Yeah, I've always had crushes over the years, and uh, that I've never you can't say anything to. Like I, I did have one person that I crushed on heavily for for many years back in the my first church. Um, what was her name? Pum. What was her name? <laughs> no, sorry. And uh, this person eventually knew. It became sort of obvious and. It sort of, it sort of like, it ended our friendship. That person probably had all rights to do so because I was confused. I was, mm. you know, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Yeah, you know, I hadn't even sort of come out. So, and this person, and he wasn't gay. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, like that, that makes it quite hard to have a yeah loving relationship. It's hard to have a gay relationship <laughs> when one of you aren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> In what ways do you think being closeted and hearing homophobic messages growing up has affected your confidence and self-esteem? Um, it had affected it a great deal because you always felt um, discredited from being able to be involved in certain things, especially, um, you know, like when I came out in the church that I'm in, at, in sort of now, uh, 
I sort of, there was a sort of an expectation that I had to step down from working with children. And uh, I hated that because I loved working with the kids. And, you know, I wasn't asked to step down. But it was just like I a- stepped down because I wanted to save my friend at the time, who was also my pastor, the grief of having to do that. Um, but the, the thing too is you, when when we say that you came out, it's not like you came up on a Sunday morning, got on the mic and told everyone. No. You just, when someone asked you, nothing changed really. It's just if someone asked you like, hey, um, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm actually gay. Like you just wouldn't hide it if someone asked. Like it's yeah. not like there was this big thing. I just, and, you know, people talk and then it gets around and then homophobic parents are probably going, why is he teaching kids? It's Yeah. As if that's like, like I'm handing out agenda yeah. pamphlets, you know. Yeah. yeah, from the gay agenda. Want to be gay? <laughs> Want to be gay? Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, I I don't know why uh, are they? I don't understand where they're coming from because they're either afraid that I could turn someone gay, mm. or are they afraid that I will give their child, who's already going to probably going to be gay, the impression that that's okay. Mm. Now, if my kid. Wouldn't you want someone to be there for them to let them know that it's okay to be who they are? Yeah. Or would you rather your kid kill themselves? I mean, it's. I, I know. It's. Any parent that would choose to have their kid kill themselves over being gay is like. It's not a parent. It's not a parent. Yeah. Should never have been allowed to have kids. I know. In fact, should be just sterilized right now. There's so many people who I'd love to take away the ability to have kids. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> You know, if forced sterilization jokes, jokes. wasn't closely linked to Hitler, I'd be all for it as well. Uh, that's jokes, jokes. Um, <laughs> do so you that YouTube joke? <laughs> do you do you um, feel uh, do you feel shame around your sexuality, or, or did you? And if and if yes, do you think it's because you believed your identity is shameful, or because you were you were in a shameful environment? I definitely felt ashamed of being gay and feeling that I was gay, and it wasn't. I I, I don't. I think back then I didn't make a discernment between my environment and my life. Mm. My environment being the church was one and the same as my life, you know. So, yes, it definitely, looking back upon it now, I know that it was responsible for making me feel ashamed, but I was ashamed that I was gay. Yeah. Does the shame affect your life? Do you, do you still feel shame in your life? It's a hard one because I don't feel ashamed of being gay anymore, not at all, but I still feel ashamed that sometimes I catch myself almost making it, almost excusing myself. Just every now and then I'll do something like, oh, you know, I don't do that because, you know, I'm not interested in women because I'm gay or something. And it's like mm. why am I making it sound like yeah. I'm excusing, making, uh, you know, apologising for the fact that I'm gay? Do you know, as you said that, it, it makes a lot more sense to me now about the, Pride, you know, parades and mm. stuff. It's 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 the it's the antithesis of that. It's the I am who I am. Yeah, you know, I can. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and um, I, the only thing I think I'm ashamed of that's still attached to the past is there have been I think two instances where I've hurt girls, women, in my past where um, I wanted so much to be straight and there was even people, you know, that sort of like championed the idea of just go out with a girl mm. and just, you know, almost like uh, what is it, what's that old saying, fake it till you make it, yeah. you know. And and so I did I did go out with two girls, sort of with two girls um, and I 
I loved them very much as they were very good friends, but that was it. Yeah. There was, n- there was no physical attraction there. Did you, like, you didn't get any, you didn't physically, like, you didn't, like, have sex with them or anything? Either. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, how do you imagine your life would be different if you were raised in an LGBTQI plus um, affirming society or environment? Well, it wouldn't have existed in the 80s, yeah. not out at Mergen. Um, it's hard because I don't, I, I, it's, that's a really hard one because, look, I, I've seen so many shows like where that I've just broken down and cried because it talked, it, it, it reflected on the lives of gay, gay men in the in the seventies and the eighties, and just the rate of of people that were getting HIV and and dying of AIDS, and it was like plague proportions. So a part of me feels like a little bit grateful that I that I didn't rush out into the eighties and then maybe the early nineties and explore that lifestyle, mm. um, because now I'm alive and I'm healthy, mm. but. You know, it's it's a catch twenty two, I guess, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I sacrificed. I, I didn't have the youthful experiences that a gay man has, but I was also kept safe. Do you think you would uh, you'd be more confident in yourself though if you if you grew up from the start having a, a society that that didn't care about? Yeah, yeah. No but, one should care really about yeah. sexuality. No one should. It shouldn't be an even even your talking point. It's just yeah, okay. That's what you- yeah, you, but you need the whole society to to be on yeah. board. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, there are some people who really hate like mint ice cream, but yeah. it's not really a conversation that you talk about. I'm gonna skip that one because we kind of talked about it before, and we're gonna move on to the advice stage. So, we've got three big questions here. Um, do you think society is moving in the right direction today in supporting LGBTQI plus communities, or do you think there is something else that can be done better? I think we are moving in the right direction. But I fear that there is a um, an, an unnerving push by the right right now. They seem to be getting louder and stronger, and you're seeing um, a reversal of um, freedoms for LGBTQ people in China and in Russia for quite a while, but and and, and other countries. And I, I do worry that are we. Is some parts of the world stepping back mm. um, from those rights? And I, I worry about the US, of course. I mean, you're always going to have a problem in a country like the US where it was the Supreme Court that decided that same-sex couples can have the right to marriage. You know, people bitched and moaned and complained about having the plebiscite in Australia. But at least at the end of the day, the people of the nation had their voice heard and they said yes so you can't – I mean, they can introduce laws and legislations to try and overturn that, but you can't overturn the voice of the people, mm. and that is that the majority of the, our country support people of the same sex to have the right to get married, mm. whereas in the US uh, that can just be overturned like that. Mm. What would you say to your 20-year-old self? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say – Buy a whole whack of condoms and go out and have yeah. a good time. Buy a Bitcoin. <laughs> but use cot- – yeah. <laughs> Say it with me, Apple. <laughs> um, I would say – I, 
We're yeah. talking 50 years ago. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, no. You know, I don't want to say don't get involved in the church, but because it was a vital piece of played out to be who I was. But not only did it, not only did my faith shape me who I am, shape me to who I am, I feel like it also took years off, years away from me. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, what advice do you give to someone? And I don't know what the ramifications of that advice mm. will be. You know, would you tell us, like, let's say, let's say just around the topic of your sexual identity, what would you tell yourself? I would say, be honest, be truthful to who you are, live who you are, and make everything else bend around that. Not like, not the other way around, like, let everything in your life bend around your faith, your your Christian principles, or what the church says. Mm. You are gay. Live that, love everyone else, just love people, be honest with yourself and and adopt everything else around your life mm. but let it all come around your identity, who you are. And uh, the last question, um, what would you say to someone who may be closeted because of their religious identity today and who is maybe watching this podcast wondering um, maybe they're 15, maybe they're 20, maybe they're 30 and they're, and they're wondering you know, what they should do or what. The, of course this is hard too because there's countries where you can be killed for being gay still. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. is another whole thing. But let's say they're in. I would say if you're in a safe country like the West, somewhere that's technically the West, I would say that you're probably going to always never feel happy until you accept who you are and that perhaps you need to not abandon your faith. I would never suggest anyone abandon their faith, but find a middle ground, mm. find a moderate expression of your faith. And would you say there's a difference between accepting who you are and having a gangbang with 15 dudes? Definitely. There, definitely. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to be debaucherous or anything. No, or maybe the faith, maybe the church that you're attending right now isn't the church where you need to mm. be. Maybe you should be looking for a more liberal church that you can go to and then you can just be yourself and be open and honest and you're still going to learn all about your faith. You're still going to be able to have a relationship with Christ but it's, you won't be struggling. Every time you go to church, you're not going to be struggling with what you're not, what you can't do, what you can't be. You're not enough. You're not good enough. You'll be able to focus properly on your relationship with God or your Christian expression um, and still be who you are. You know what I mean? Like, too much time is sacrificed um, on trying to change something that you can't change. And if and that's not, how is that honouring to God? Mm. If you're going into a church building and you're spending all your time thinking about trying to change one aspect of yourself instead of focusing on Him. So that's really, that's a really profound point. That's good. Thank you for coming on the Deep Drinks podcast, Colin. It's no been a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful Please time. have me back. Okay.